exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Welcome to Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your host, Grant Fedorik, and for the next 30 minutes, I've got the distinct privilege of listening to and sharing some amazing, very real life stories about lifestyle, health, and well-being with all you amazing people and an amazing story today. Today, it's my good fortune to speak with Sean Flaherty about her journeys through health challenges, running, more running, more running. More running. Because that's kind of the defining thing that you love to do it is i accidentally fell into running about 14 or 15 years ago and i didn't think i would ever be doing anything in the lines of distance anything more than a five or ten but it progressed into half marathons and marathons so i am addicted (laughs) how did you fall into running uh well i was uh actually uh my fitness journey started about 25 years ago and i started with a great kickboxing class and as things evolved in that i took up a couple of small triathlons and i thought well running's not my favorite but uh, through some life events, I uh, learned that running actually became my outlet, and it just started progressing from there. Gotcha. And what kind of challenges did you have that kind of that, that running helped you through? Well, um, at the time that I started running, when when it really started becoming an outlet, uh, my dad was in the final stages of Parkinson's, yeah. so he was in BC and I, I was here in Alberta, and it just really kept me grounded and centered. Uh, it's not something I thought I would be able to do because I did have open heart surgery 51 years ago, but my cardiologist has given his blessing and it grew and grew and i've done 45 half marathons and nine full marathons holy moly that's uh that's more running than i've ever done in my entire life combined i think uh well i'm older sure yeah (laughs) yes but it doesn't matter i i I, i'm impressed now you've you found running to be such a positive outlet for you speak a little bit more for those out there is it is it the mental aspect is it a physical is it a combination it's a combination for sure, um, because there's times when you're out there and you're doing, you know, maybe a half marathon and it's 28, 29, 30 degrees. And you're like, what am I doing out here? And then you hit that finish line and all the endorphins come over you and you're like, yes. And there's other times when you're out in the course and it just feels like you're floating and you're, you're like, well, what do you mean I'm at the end? What? Well, how did that happen? Okay, there's a lot of runners that are going to totally understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. But I'm not a runner. And I can't even imagine being in my own head for 10. How do you get over that? How, tell me, how do you solve the boredom that is running? That I that That's the way I see it anyways. So you've got to explain to a non-runner. <laughs> well, you don't start off with half marathons. You start off with 5K. And you... Let your mind wander, uh, you listen to music, I have um, bone conduction earphones so I don't have anything in my ears, I have, they just sit sort of right in front of my ear, I can hear everything behind me, uh, you look at the scenery, depending on what 
race you're doing, sometimes that's, you know, um, interesting in itself. Uh, Detroit comes to mind on that one. Um, and uh, you ponder what you're going to do for the next day or the next week or when you go on vacation. <laughs> See, that's the part you got me on. I don't know. But I think there's an important thing coming up here. We're talking to Sean Flaherty. Uh, about her her journey in life and her overcoming challenges, particularly with her love for running, and uh, and I think it's re- yes, big smile on her face as we talk about running, and those runners out there probably get it. They're saying, yeah, Grant, like of course running, it's it's the be all and end all. But I think for me, the real the real neat part of this story is what happened. When you couldn't run for a little while, and and how? Wait, you, oh yeah. And what happened there? Well, there was a couple of car accidents, so um, fairly close together. And after the first one, I, I might have taken a bit of a stubborn streak, and I, I went. To, I started going to physio right away because I had been in physio for a little running tweak of my adductor muscle. Uh, yeah, adductor, so the groin muscle. Yep, yep. The groin muscle. Um, and and so I started going back to my physio right away and and but I'd already signed up for a race so I kind of had the blinders on as to what I should be rolling back and what I shouldn't be doing uh and uh, you know the, that race wasn't that successful but we you weren't came, listening to your body Sean no I wasn't and your I wasn't body listening was probably, to my therapist either <laughs> was, was your body specifically telling you you shouldn't do it were you in pain beginning to end of the race oh yes yeah, pretty much about kilometer five or six, all the way through kilometer 42. Right. Well, I didn't finish, so I think there was about 12 or 13K because I missed cutoff points. So I think I may have finished about 28 or 29K on that one, maybe. Right. And yet the kind of the advice after oftentimes is return to activity, you know, as soon as possible. So I, I don't think you were doing anything necessarily out of the ordinary but except that uh, oftentimes and i think for for listeners listening and knowing you know if your body is saying you need to rest you should probably listen to it there are times when you need to push and runners know that absolutely because, you know you don't get to achieve certain milestones and such without you know pushing your body and i i think sometimes you know there's a fine line from our standpoint as to you know how do you allow somebody to still keep up the things that make them feel good contribute to their well-being because you know even though you've going through injury you still have to deal you still want a healthy body and running can provide that obviously for your heart yeah. for your kidneys for your lungs for everything else and and I think that's the tough part and seeing that seeing somebody not be able to do that is difficult however um you a little bit longer recovery then uh after, or or just generally yeah well generally yeah i came back and and discussed it with my therapist yeah. and she rolled me back quite a bit and and we uh collaborated on a game plan good and and that's something that i now believe is is uh important and and I fessed up and admitted my stubborn streak wasn't the best thing. Yeah. And um, well, sometimes I'm, it is. Sometimes. Well, it so is. sometimes, but in that yeah. moment, no, yeah. not for that distance. Right. But so unfortunately, just as we were making some headway, uh, there was another accident, and this one was had more impact on me. And for a while, I lost all my running. 
and all my fitness and all my cross training activities and everything. How did that affect you beyond it just your physical? It was tough. Yeah. But um, I was going to physio regularly and she promised that we were going to make strides and we would definitely, you know, get me back to some state of running and we would just work together. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you did. Oh, course. we did. Uh, um, we started off with putting me in the pool, um, not the rehab pool, but because I have done triathlon before, she said, go to the, you know, the closest rec center and start doing some water walking and water running and some stretches in the water. And, and then we started with that and, um, that felt really good. And we found uh, a bar class and not B-A-R, B-A-R-R-E class, uh, which is low impact. And I am now in love with that. So yes, we uh, progressed that way, and we got on the Ultra G. Oh, that's a good place. That is a perfect spot. That was my happy place. Okay, well, listen, we're talking with Sean Flaherty about running and her love affair for running and how she can overcome and how she did overcome some obstacles from injury and things that just got in the way of her love affair with running for a little while. And I think we should talk about the Alter G. So if you're wondering what this zero gravity treadmill thing is, let me tell you, that's what we're going to talk about right after the break on Life Shouldn't Hurt right here on the Chorus Radio Network. Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Thanks for joining us today on Life Shouldn't Hurt. I am your friendly neighborhood physiotherapist from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. And remember, you too can share your ideas, stories, and feedback with me on Twitter at Leading Edge PT or email us at info at leadingedgephysio.com. Today, we've been talking with Sean Flaherty with an inspiring story about her love affair for running, some challenges that got in the way. And if you're a runner out there, I'm sure you faced your own challenges Sean's, uh, Sean's overcome a lot of them and she's got a great story. We were, we, we broke with the Alter G, a zero gravity treadmill. I would love you to describe the zero gravity treadmill, Sean. Just explain to people what exactly it is. Okay. So part of my rehab with my therapist was to get me, uh, running, but we wanted to reduce some of the weight that I, was putting on to the pavement or onto the treadmill belt. And with the zero gravity, it actually reduces your body weight. Now, I'm a petite person to begin with. I'll admit that. But this made it sort of like running on air. We reduced my body weight, and I might be off by a couple points, but somewhere around 75%. Oh, you went to 75% of your body weight or 25% of your body weight? 75% of my body weight. Okay. And we gradually started, I believe we started with 10 or 15 minutes only of warming up with a walk and doing five or seven minutes of running, light running, and then cooling down with a walk. And then the next week, we, we, I think we did each weight level for about two weeks. 
Right. So you, you staggered. And what the zero gravity treadmill, for those listening, you, you basically put on a pair of neoprene shorts that Absolutely. have a zipper around them. You climb onto what is a treadmill that looks like a bubble around you. And when you zip in, it starts to inflate and it uses something called positive air pressure to essentially lift you and create what we call a zero gravity environment. And so we can reduce somebody's body weight down to 25% of their body weight. So you can imagine somebody who's got painful joints, uh, recovering from surgery, or in this case, we just don't want what's called ground reaction force traveling through the lower body, through the lower kinetic chain and impacting the back, neck, shoulders, all different kinds of things. So impact, and that's yeah, part of the correct. things that'll happen. And and we can then use body weight, time, and, and start to increase the increments until you come off that treadmill and you're doing it on land. How long were you working on the zero or are you still? I am actually still working on this zero gravity treadmill. Uh, we're down to once a month that I go for physiotherapy and a run on the treadmill. I'm at 100% of my body weight and going at about 30 minutes now. Oh, good. And where do you, how far are you getting in about that 30 minutes? It depends on whether or not I'm increasing some elevation because this treadmill has um, some increase in elevation yeah. or if I am running a flat run and trying to turn over faster. The interesting thing is I can actually flip screens and watch my feet to make sure I'm not crossing over and tripping, although I would probably feel that first, but um, and you can there's a there's a screen you can watch your stats and make sure you're putting all your weight as evenly as possible between the two feet yeah. and your stride distance as well. Right. So on the on the Alter G zero gravity treadmill, we have a camera down below, so you can both watch your feet, so you can actually see what your feet are doing. But also there's a what's something called Stride Smart, and Stride Smart tells us how much weight and for how long you're putting weight on your right and left leg. And if you're an avid runner out there and you've got a problem with your lower body, one of the things that'll show up early on is a difference in your stride lengths, one side to the other. And interestingly enough, sometimes the problem leg is the one you're spending more time on. Um, it, it's just the way it works. Sometimes you're offloading it early, but nonetheless, we can detect some pretty neat things. And, and Sean can work toward equalizing her, her stride or her gait yes. while she's running, which can actually improve her her ability to uh, compete, believe and, it or and not. And you get it as close as possible. There's going to be a little bit of variance. Right. Know, but, you know, we've got it pretty close now. And now I'm also running outside. Uh, well, no, no, I'm not running outside. I'm running on my own treadmill in the winter uh, because with the ice and snow, my therapist doesn't want me running outside until the sidewalks and cement are clear, just reducing the risk of fall Correct. to re-injure my back and shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, it's slippery out there. It's, oh, it's uh, it, it can, can be, be pretty bad. It depends on the time of year, obviously. Now, uh, we're talking to Sean Flaherty and her journey as a as a runner, uh, both putting on a lot of miles over the years, thirteen uh, plus years of marathon training and running various distances over that time. Sean, what's your goal? What are you trying to, where where, where do you want to be this well, year? This year, we've, um, once we reset and started focusing on my rehab and, and making positive gains in that regard, as opposed to setbacks with being a stubborn runner, uh, we're now at 
going to aim for three good, strong 10K races this year. And we're going to see where that goes. And then we're going to reassess where the injuries are at. And and if they can handle a little bit more distance, we'll see what happens with that. Um, My ultimate goal before the accident was to re-qualify again for Boston. But right now, that's on the sidelines and that's okay because I've actually can run again. There was a time where we, I didn't think I was going to be able to at all. And that was distressing. I think you made a really good point, Sean, talking about avoiding setbacks when somebody's on a long rehab journey, sometimes you'll have them. So they are somewhat inevitable, but if you can limit setbacks, it's no different than anything. Your progress is so much better because uh, setbacks take time to recover from. So it's something that you need to be aware of. It, it, you can't avoid them entirely because at some points, like we talked about earlier, you do have to push. But there are things you can do to avoid it. I think the Alter G is a good example of how we can get you running without those potential setbacks, avoiding running outside when it's you know potentially slippery we wouldn't want something like that but also avoiding times when you get uncomfortable again and you you said it not you know not just pushing through it but listening to your body uh runners aren't necessarily that good at that um (laughs) my experience some are uh, those who are really elite the elite runners the elite triathletes we see the number one thing they do is they mitigate those setbacks and they're right on top of a problem then you've got this level of runners that are somewhere in between where they think that, you know, no pain, no gain. I've got to push uh, the wall, the wall. I can just, I just got to push through it. And unfortunately, that leads to a few people walking through our doors. What do you, what do you have to say to people? I've never run a full marathon. If you, what's the wall? Have you hit the wall? Uh, yeah, I I hit the wall once training, um, okay. and and uh, I, I I except I recognized it as the wall that day, and I said, okay, um, it's not going to be thirty two k today. It's going to be. 6k <laughs> and i turned around and went home we have about 60 seconds sean i would love for you to share you know some advice for those people who are have a challenge and they want to keep running and uh work with your therapist not against them uh they're on your side uh and and be patient because some matters are longer and, and and mine's a longer journey and that's okay i i i can i've accepted that now I think that's so patience can pay off in the long run. Patience sometimes. is going to pay off in the long run. Yes. Yeah. And uh, find, get involved in the community events like Run Wild and, and those that are in our community. Uh, run Wild is a fantastic event that's run in St. Albert. And I've run that race a number of times. Uh, great charity races. There's a lot of them in the city. Yeah, find great supporters around you. Surround yourself with those people. They'll push you through sometimes. Sean, it's just been a pleasure. The pleasure has been mine. Thanks for joining us today. This has been Life Shouldn't Hurt on the Chorus Radio Network. And we're here to make a difference, hey? Inspiration, education, sharing stories like Sean's, a chance to leave our communities healthy and vibrant. You're all an important part of this journey. So help us out. Don't forget to share our show with people you care about. Available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can also check out our helpful tips on common injuries and recovery on our YouTube channel called Life Shouldn't Hurt.
Till next week, everyone, I'm Grant Fedorik. I appreciate your time and trust. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. It was great. Be well.